we've come to gather around these emblems in order to celebrate the death of Jesus. How sweet the name. I want you to see Jesus this evening as one who's passionate about this feast. And he wants us to be here. Take your Bibles, Luke chapter 22. Jesus himself is going to speak to us. Of course, he speaks to us through his word, but we're looking at his word. When the hour had come, one of the things you'll notice about the life of Jesus is that he was a person who was always on time. Jesus was never late, never too early, always on time. And when people tried to get him to do things before his time, he said, no, 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 no. My time has not yet come. Jesus had a time for the institution of what we call the Lord's Supper. He had a time set for that. That's what he's referring to here. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. He reclined at the table. That's how they ate in those days. This was a common meal in a sense. It was not a big banquet. This wasn't catered. This was something that the common folk could eat. No one could be, need to be eliminated from this supper. Jesus always thought along those lines. He didn't eliminate anyone when it came to fellowship with him. And notice what he said. He said to them, I have earnestly desired. Do you notice that? I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Now some will say, hey, he is earnestly, he was earnestly desiring to eat the Passover with his disciples. The Passover that celebrated the deliverance of the people of Israel from Egypt. And that is true, of course. That was a great redemption. God delivered his people out of bondage with a mighty hand, the scripture tells us. That's why it's not a strange thing for Jesus to institute a supper that celebrated his deliverance of his people from sin at the same time, in the same atmosphere, in the same environment, one of thinking of deliverance with God's great hand. But I really believe that Jesus was anticipating the institution of the Lord's Supper. I earnestly desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Have you ever earnestly desired to celebrate the Lord's Supper? Be truthful now. Have you ever desired to be around the table that focused on remembering the Lord? Now this morning, this place was packed. Where are the folk tonight? Did you ever have a desire, earnest desire, to remember the Lord in his suffering? Jesus, and I want you to get a new vision of Jesus, passionately desires for his people to remember him. Notice what he says. I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Now, there's no doubt that specifically here he's talking about the Passover, but yet there's a note of anticipation. I'm going to die. This fellowship I have with you now, I'm not going to have again. 
until I come back. We could say the same thing. We're looking for that coming when we can fellowship with him again. And so we do this in anticipation of his return. That's why we have to emphasize always that we do not celebrate the suffering of Jesus Christ. We do not come here to remember his dying. We come here to remember his death. He has died. But he has risen and he's coming back. And we have to focus on both, both aspects. We're here to remember that the work for our redemption has been done once for all. He offered himself at the end of the age, at the right time, to take away sin through his death. He goes on, he says, And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. This is a time of fellowship. This is a time when we recognize that we are members of the incredible body of Christ. We don't do this just ourselves in isolation. We do it in the context of the body of Christ with the acknowledgement and the recognition and the awareness that we belong to one another because we belong to Christ. That's why in First Corinthians 11, when he says that we could be judged for not discerning the Lord's body, he's not only speaking about his body symbolized here, but also the body of Christ, the members of the body of Christ gathered together to do it. Not discerning my brother, my sister. We are members of the same body. We partake of the same loaf. We partake of the same cup. We are one. We cannot partake of this these emblems in a worthy manner if we don't acknowledge the oneness of the body of Christ. Jesus earnestly desired to share this time with those whom he loved. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, now notice now, this is it. This is the institution of the Lord's Supper. He broke it and he gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. See, I think we would have to have been there to see the impact of Jesus instituting this Lord's Supper in the midst of observing the Passover. These disciples understood what Jesus was doing. And as they reflected back to God delivering their forefathers from Egypt and the angel of death that passed through killing all the, those who did not have the covering of the blood. All of those truths came flooding on these disciples. And he said, this is my body which is given for you. Notice, do this in remembrance of me. In remembrance of me. And in the same way he took the cup after, eating, after they had eaten saying, this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Now as you go over to the other gospel and to the book of Corinthians, the epistle to Corinthians, he says when you eat the bread you do it in remembrance of me. When you drink the cup you do it in remembrance of me. 
We're here to remember Jesus Christ. And so tonight, as I mentioned this morning, I want to ask you a question. What do you remember of Jesus Christ? Put yourself for a moment. Think of those who had contact with Jesus Christ. Those with whom Jesus had an impact. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she pondered these things, treasured them in her heart. Is that how you remember him? As you stand gazing at a cross? Mary Magdalene, forgiven of her sins. Peter, Philip, Thomas. Thomas, how do you remember Jesus Christ? I remember him coming to church service just to see me, just to lift me up, just to give me the assurance that he loved me. I remember how he took all my doubt away. Put yourself in one of these characters. How would you remember Jesus? And I want you to tell us tonight. He says, remember me. How do you remember him? As you read his life story, as you become related, associated, familiar with him, how do you remember which character best fits you today? I want a couple of young men, women, so I could be equal here. Have one of the mics. I want to hear from you. And I'm going to start off. I just want to say, put yourself in one of the characters here as we remember Jesus. Remember him now. Yes, his suffering, but not only his suffering, who he is, what he has done. Remember him. Now let me give you a warning. In fact, let me threaten you. If you all don't respond, I've got to preach. Enough said. So please, I want the young people to respond. How do you remember Jesus? Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. Let me start. So I stand here in front of these emblems which speak of my Savior, my Jesus who gave himself I think of Barabbas, and I remember Jesus. Why? Because he took my place. What do you remember about Jesus? Who will be first? Egan, please stand so we can. I remember that uh, even though I I thought about this today, and I I relate to Peter a lot in that uh, I zealously try to seek after him, but uh, he he knows that we will fall uh and uh i just remember him for that that he he died for us and that only through that blood that we are that we are in the grace of god i mean you try so hard but you fall you 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 have to come to him every day and ask for his forgiveness for the little things that you do you try but you just you do fall only through his grace are you strengthened Amen. For me, I can identify with Peter. Peter was forgiven much. Despite his denying the Lord, he was restored. And God made him to feel as though he was welcomed and accepted and restored. And he said, Peter, unto you I give the keys of the kingdom. He said, you'll no longer be called Peter, but you'll be called Rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. He made Peter to feel like he was forgiven, restored, and loved. I, too, have been forgiven much. And I know that God loves me. I know Jesus loves me. I know I'm accepted. I can also identify with Thomas. Thomas walked with the Lord. But it wasn't until he saw the nail prints 
that he believed. And sometimes even though I can think back and reflect on God's goodness in, in the past, sometimes I, I doubt. But Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your love and your grace, your mercy and your faithfulness. Thank you that in spite of my failures and in spite of my doubt, I choose to pause and reflect on what it cost you to go to the cross on my behalf. I just want to say thank you and bear with me as I continue in the process of becoming more like you. May you forever be glorified. I identify with Lazarus because the dead areas in my life, Christ touched with resurrection power. Mm. He brought about life in the areas where it looks like it's impossible. God show that he is in control and he brings the impossible situations into possibilities. The abundance of life all bound up in my Savior. And so I glory in Jesus Christ today because he's the source of life. He's the one who makes the impossibilities in life possible. I can identify with the woman at the well. She tried to satisfy her life with so many other things. And I do the same thing too. But Jesus Christ offered her living water as he offered me living water. And I will be satisfied with him. I re also remembered as I ran ahead and climbed that sycamore tree, hoping to get a better glimpse of Jesus, never expecting him to look up. But not only did he look up, but he invited me to come down because he wanted to dine at my house. Thank you, Lord, for residenting within me. Help me, Lord, that I might continue to allow Christ to be seen in and through my life. Thank you. Tonight, I can identify with the woman with the issue of blood and her pressing her way through. After having spent all the money she could on physician, my issue was not with blood, but a heart condition. After having to go to all the doctors and spend money on money, you know, I'm like, God, you promised you that great healer. And so I pressed my way through. And I can say today that God is good. Instead of being on two tablets and heart machine and stuff, I'm on one. So I'm getting there and I will continue to press my way through for that healing. Um, I would identify with the thief on the cross. Because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But he had recognized that Jesus had something to offer. And he had repented and Jesus had given him eternal life. And that goes for all of us today who we know we sin and we repent and we have eternal life with Jesus. I'm like Nicodemus. I came by night with a spirit-led curiosity and like Nicodemus, who was a great teacher and knew all the scriptures. I was in the church, religious, and knew a lot and prayed, but still at loss and on my way to hell. And I'm grateful that with all that, God 
give me the gift of eternal life, unlike Mary, I do say I am his handmaiden and do treasure a lot of stuff that he gives me day by day and my desire is to journey on with him. Yeah, I was thinking about myself also. It's funny that a couple people mentioned Peter because I was thinking of him also and how he was saying, oh, when Jesus mentioned, how was it? When they were saying they would never deny him and everyone was saying they'll never deny Jesus and Peter, he was really stepping up say, Jesus, I'll absolutely never deny you. And then Jesus said, I assure you, before the crow crocks twice, something like that, like, you'll deny me three times. And I was thinking about myself confessing Jesus as Savior and Lord of my life and how I know he is Savior, but how many times he isn't actually Lord when I make my own decisions for my life and not have Jesus make the decisions. And I was just thinking, like, if Jesus is really Lord, I need to die to myself more and have him be in control and not me making my own decisions. So that was how I kind of would see myself identified with Peter and that he didn't actually really step up to where he said he said he would. He fell short of it. I can relate to Jesus um, because he had mercy on me when I was blind. I cried out and he, he, he stopped and paid me attention. He um, opened my eyes and I can see. So I thank him for um, just... Um, open, opening my heart to receive him and shining a searchlight on my life. So I thank him for um, being my savior. I can relate with the blind man. I can identify with Martha, always busy. It says, it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but it's according to his mercy. He saved us. And he saved me. And um, when I think of presently, I'm still busy. And sometimes I, I, I would like to be like Mary, who sits at Jesus' feet and learn of him more. Rev, I don't know if you're going to have to preach tonight. You guys all go. Uh, folks, sometimes I wonder why Jesus saved me. I was such a sinner. But you know, one night in 1946, I like Bartimaeus, and I cried out, Oh God, have mercy on me. Mercy, folks, mercy on us. And you know what happened? My dark eyes, but wasn't spiritual, come open. That night, the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ has been ringing in my soul ever since. And I, I want to say to this body tonight, folks, we love mom, we love dad, we look around. Do we really tell anybody about how much we love the Lord Jesus Christ? The sun is shining so bright today. Jim, you know, Jesus made that. God made that light. How about you? You want to come to the light? There's so many ways we could minister to people. And the night I thank the Lord Jesus Christ that he has opened my eyes that I may see that others may see also, in Jesus' name. I want to identify with David. In spite of all that he's done, God looked down on him. Jesus says, 
He's a man after my own heart. And I thank him this evening. He looked down on Brenda and said, you're a woman after my own heart and created me a clean heart. I praise you, O oh Lord, for your wonderful kindness and your mercy. I think I can identify with the, the boy with the fish and the bread that no matter what we possessed, if we turn it over to Jesus, he can multiply it and use it. And a lot of times we look at limitations and we look at what we have and who we are, but in God all things are possible. And I'm thankful that he looks at inside of us and sees our potential and not our outside and our weakness. The person that I identify with is, I probably nicknamed him Zach, Zachy. Like Zachy is, I was minding my own business catching crab on Andros to sell to you people in New Providence. But unlike Zachy's who had a probably challenge in terms of his height, I didn't have that problem. But otherwise, I could have easily been missed, especially if I turned sideways. But Christ noticed me, and he stopped. And he wanted to, invited me to have a fellowship with him. And so Zacchaeus comes to mind that the God of the universe would wish to tabernacle with me. For that, I remember Jesus. The um, character that I feel I identify with is, is also David, like someone else said. And uh, we know that God loved David. That was, that was clearly stated. Despite all the things he did in his life, and I guess, you know, from a worldly point of view, you know, I can't, I can't really identify with him on that end, but despite whatever was present in his life, God still loved him and God still chose to bless him. And sometimes I'm sure he probably asks the question, like I ask the question myself at times, Lord, why did you choose to love me? Why do you still bless me? Despite the fact that I or we don't, don't deserve his love, we don't deserve his grace, he still loves us. Um, I was first thinking that I wanted to relate to Thomas, but halfway through I decided I'm not going to wait until the end um, to believe God or believe what he has done for me because I've seen what he's brought me through. And so I'll be like Zacchaeus, I'll be like the woman who threw herself at his garment. I'll do anything I could do to... Um, get closer to God, because I notice that it doesn't get easy as you get older. The devil knows that the harder you try to get close to God, he seems to work harder in your life to affect your faith. So I'm going to, I think, get the best out of all the apostles and disciples and cling on to each one that, on a daily basis that will bring me closer and do everything I could do to um, hold on to his promise that he'll be there for me and he'll bring me through everything. Well, I'm going to identify myself with Thomas. Thomas said, unless I see the print of the nails in his hand, I will not believe. Jesus let him see the print of the nails in his hand because he came right through 
and he stand in the midst and he say, peace be unto you. Thomas, reach forth your hand like he was in the congregation before. But he said, reach forth your hand. Examine my own. Examine my side. And be not faithless, but believe. I could identify with Peter. I could identify with Mary. Because God had done so much for me. He had been my helper throughout my lifespan. And I want him to be with me until I die. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. I am going home to God, and I thank him for preparing the way for me. Um, I can identify with Mary. Um, she was willing and able to do whatever God, God wanted her to do. I am as well, willing and able, whatever he wants me to do. I have a ten tendency to be like Martha and I strive daily to be more like Mary where I can sit at his feet and listen and um, not be busy about and not necessarily busy about things for him but other things that get in the way of keeping me from him so I pray that daily I would have more of a tendency like Mary to sit and listen well you've answered my question I now know how much you like to hear me preach Thank you. Let's just bow in an attitude of prayer for a few moments. We've been remembering these personal relationships or contacts with Jesus. Jesus, oh how sweet the name. Jesus, every day the same. But now remember him in his death. See the very dying form of one who suffered there for you and thank him. Just where you are. He, he can hear you. He can hear your heart. He can hear your thoughts. Just thank him right now for dying on the cross for you. The thing that he would remember such as we are. That he would give so much for so little as we are, were. Not anymore. Thank him for dying for you. That's what we've come to do. But remember, he's not dead any longer. He is alive. He's alive. Hallelujah. He's alive. Death could not hold its prey. He tore the bars away. He arose. He arose. Hallelujah. He arose. We worship a living Savior. We remember his death, but we anticipate his return. We celebrate with joy. Continue in an attitude of praise and thanksgiving as we ask those who are serving to come forward. And as we sing these hymns of praise and worship, enter into them. In so doing, you are Worshipping the giver of all perfect gifts. And you're worshipping Jesus. Jesus. Oh, how sweet the name. Don't forget to remember Jesus. Let's bow in a word of prayer.
Father, we've offered to you spiritual sacrifices tonight. Thank you for receiving them because they've been offered on the basis of the atoning work of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, it was good for us to be here. We want to build some tabernacles and stay. But Lord, we know there's a world out there who need this Jesus. And we're the only ones who can take that message. So even as we have gathered as your people to feed upon you, your word, and to think upon that blessed name, Jesus. Now as we go from this place, we know you'll go with us as we scatter into this community. Let us take Jesus with us so we could bring others in to celebrate this beautiful Jesus that we love, that we cherish, the one who died for us. Thank you for meeting with us this evening. Lord, as we leave, we think of those who bereaved, Nancy Hall and Brother Normer. We think of Carmen and Kim. We ask that your arms of mercy and comfort might embrace them, give them all that they need to glorify you in the midst of this time of sorrow. We pray for Brother Carl Seminet as he goes through his surgery on Tuesday. Be with the surgeons, give them wisdom, give them a special care for our Brother Carl. And may you, the great healer, be there and to do your work of healing in his life. And all of God's people said, Go, take Jesus with you and sin no more.